Welcome to My HR Podcast. Let's talk about the legal side of HR. Here's your host, Kevin Mosier, presented by Thompson Co. and My HR Genius. Hi, this is Kevin Mosier. I'm an attorney at Thompson Co. Cousins and Irons and an MSBA certified labor and employment specialist. Today, I have with me Gwen Gerke from Gerke Youngbauer Human Capital, and we are going to be talking about transitions, and I'm really excited about that topic. <laughs> this is our second podcast where we talked about emotional intelligence, and that was a great learning experience for me. But this time we're going to talk about transitions, and I'm going to learn on this one as well. So Gwen, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Gwen Gerke with Gerke Youngbauer Human Capital. We're a fractional HR company, and we focus on coming alongside small to medium-sized businesses as their HR experts and leaders, either for projects or for, you know, internal acting as the HR, you know, generalist or the team for them. And then we do executive search and executive coaching as well. And so I'm excited to talk to you today about transitions. And, you know, a lot of people talk about transitions really as change. And I'll make one differentiator right away on that is that, you know, kind of change kind of happens to you and transitions are really managed. So we try to, in our world, talk about managing the transitions instead of reacting to change. Tell me about that. I mean, I understand that, you know, the distinction you're making between, you know, managed transitions and just change that hits you, right? So talk to me about the type of transitions that you're talking about. I assume it could be anything, but, you know, with regard to business, but what does that mean for you? Sure. So yeah, absolutely. There can be so many different kinds of changes that face individuals and companies. And it's really critical to recognize when there's a need for change and then whatever that change might be something recently, right? Working remotely. All of a sudden, all of us are going to be working remotely. That's a change that's going to happen. Let's manage that transition to remote work. It could be we're growing and we need to bring on another 20 people in order to be able to have the capacity to meet the needs of our business in our growth mode. That's a change that needs to happen. Let's manage the transition to acquire 20 more individuals for our team. So that's kind of what I'm talking about that you know, the, those changes are going to happen. We're going to see a need for change and we're going to want to manage the transition well so that we're really effective in having that new behavior or the results that we need to have as a result of making the change for our business. That's great. So you're an HR consultant, you have an HR consulting group. If you what does that look like from your perspective? So a company calls you and says, or maybe even their HR team calls you and they're like, you know, we're generalists, we're not specialists, we're not experts in this. You know, what does it look like from your perspective? Like what are the type of resources that you offer and what do you do to help with those transitions? Sure. Thank you. So yeah, you know, we is me and a number of collaborators and members of my team work to have custom solutions for our clients. And what, what does that mean? They have a situation come up that impacts productivity of their workforce or improving something around their most valuable resource, right? Their people. And we work with them to identify those areas that are most critical in helping them achieve the change that they're looking for and then helping them make that transition. And so we would identify a gap analysis or 
just having conversations with them. It doesn't have to be com- complicated, right? It could be a conversation between, you know, the owner and myself or somebody on my team. And we're taking a look at what's getting in the way of you being even more successful. And what do we need to do to bridge that gap or to help people get to that next level? And so then we take a look at, okay, what needs to end? Because there's usually three phases of a transition. There's an ending. What don't we like anymore? What needs to change? What is hurting us or harming us? Or what's just not allowing us to be as effective as we want to be? There's an ending. And then there's a neutral zone. And in that neutral zone, that's where we do all the planning and say, okay, how is it that we will bridge this gap or get to the next new level, get to the next new paradigm. And in that neutral zone, there's so much planning. There's so much of, of recognizing who's involved in this, who are the players, who are the stakeholders, but also who are the influencers, who's going to help us make this transition really, really effective. And then there's the new beginning. Actually, when the new behaviors start happening, the new team is onboarded. The team the, that was existing is welcoming them on. They're training, developing them potentially, or, you know, we're going through the process of whatever that transition might involve, or we're actually acting in the way that we expect to act in that new beginning to make sure that the thing that we wanted and needed to have happen to grow or develop our business in the right direction is actually happening. So we kind of help to put those transition plans together, whether it's training and development, staffing and recruiting, performance management, or maybe it's a compensation plan that we need to put in place to, you know, get better results this sort of framework can be applied to anything. Sure, absolutely. Anything within the the operational HR model, you know, that HR touches, even obviously mergers, acquisitions, especially. Yes. So, you know, all of my podcasts and webinars, I can't not talk about COVID. We are living in just this amazing time of examples for HR people where HR people should be, if they're not, they should be, so highly valued from a business standpoint. Doctors, I'm sure, are great. And epidemiologists, they're great and everything, you know. But really, HR people are are, are the real... Genius. The, HR genius. Yes, That's yeah. awesome. HR people are the the real, you know, frontline workers in, with, with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might be the only podcast in the country or the world that, you know, loves HR people. Honor, honors you know, the honors HR the, honors That's the profession. That's so awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> So with regard to COVID, I mean, my gosh, transitions, right? Yeah. These are in many ways forced, but a Mm -hmm. lot of planning has gone in. So what are some of the lessons or some of the things, you know, that people listening to the podcast could take away on COVID? Because I think there's still a lot of planning that has yet to occur. That's Um, true. What would you say to those businesses or what have you learned, you know, from the last few months? For sure. You know, I I think it's really important to have a methodology in place to manage transitions, to ask yourself a list of questions about what's the change that's impacting us that we're facing. And so in order to get from point A, if we say A is the ending, B is the neutral zone and C is the new beginning. In order to get from A to C, what are the questions that we need to ask ourselves? What is part of our consistent planning process. And it doesn't have to take a super long time, but it allows you to be really prudent in making your transition plan to get the people involved that you need to get involved, to put the protocols in place, to put the documentation in place that you need in order to be successful and safe in the new paradigm. 
that is C, you know, when you started at A, right? And we've seen that in so many ways, right? The return to work plans that we have, the transitioning to a remote workforce versus our in-person interactions and being in the office. What what do you need to do when you address members of your team that have gotten sick? And how are you going to address that with them? What are the implications of PPP? And what do we need to put in place in order to track? How long are we going to be utilizing these funds to pay for our employees? Or well, how can we be conservative about the you know financial aspects of the business as we're faced with all of these different uncertainties that we have while also you know keeping in mind, well, we might have to furlough somebody. Well, what does that mean? What are we going to put in place that says, here's how we're going to communicate to our employees. Here's how we're going to bring people back on as we need them. Each of those different scenarios, you know, if you have a prudent checklist or or transition plan or, you know, the ability to manage that transition instead of always be rea- being reactive, you're going to feel so much better. That little bit of that weight's going to be lifted off your shoulders and you're going to reduce your risk. And also, you should be relying on people, you know, like you, Kevin, to ask the questions to, to the HR professionals in your world to say, what if, what if this, what if that, let's have some contingency plans just in case, let's be prudent about this because there are uncertainties and we don't know all of the things. We found this out, right? I mean, we do not know all of the things that could enter in in month two, month three, month four that are going to also impact us. And so... It's hard to plan for all the contingencies, but if that's part of your protocol in that neutral zone of planning and trying to get to how do we determine what that new beginning is, that new beginning might be a temporary situation, right, in these times, but that's okay because at least then you have clarity. And when we think about providing clarity around expectations for our employees, that's one of the hugest, hugest factors in their engagement. Do I understand what's expected of me? And if not, who do I ask the questions to? And the transition management is all about putting plans in place and including communication. And I'm happy to provide any of your listeners, if they're interested in kind of a checklist and a protocol for managing transitions and things to consider, I'm happy to share an outline with them around you know, what that might look like for them. That's fantastic. It's a, a very nice offer. We'll get your contact information at the end of the podcast The for that, for anybody that wants to reach out to you. I hear you talking about these transitions and everything, and I think of you know my experience dealing with companies around the country. I love HR people, right? And I honor, you know, this podcast is here to honor HR. I will say it seems to me that this is the type of thing that comes naturally for operations people that come naturally for MBAs, right? And that tends not to be your HR people, right? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but what you're describing is a framework that COOs and other managers, you know, at companies, this is their bread and butter. Like they're really good at this. And HR people, it depends where you are from an HR expertise, but you know, it's pretty high level stuff, yeah. right? I mean, it seems to me, you know, more HR people need to understand the value of these transitions. And again, if COVID didn't teach us that, then I don't know what would have, but you know, your expertise in this is incredibly valuable right now. And I don't know if it's as widely, it just depends on the level of experience and training that HR people have, but 
Yeah, it's just my kudos to Carlson School of Management, where yeah. you know, I had the opportunity to take a number of MBA classes along with my master's program in HR. But I mean, there's varying levels. And, and that's where I think it's really important, whether you're HR person or whether you as an HR person have that skill, knowledge and ability to you know think strategically about putting the operating system in place to kind of regularly look at managing a transition in this way or not, whether you have that training I'm a big believer in virtuous leadership too, Alexander Havard's book, and you can follow him in a number of places. What the prudence area that he talks about and some of the tools and the practices that he recommends around prudence and being resourceful and asking yourself specific questions around We've got a big decision to make. How do I actually make that decision? This is what that's about, right? Being prudent and saying, when, I, when I'm going to manage this transition, when I'm going to look at what we're going to need to do in that new paradigm. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like COOs and operations specialists are programmed to really take a look at all the different nuances of what that new situation is, where we are today, and how do we bridge that gap? You know, that's the focus that most HR people need to be thinking about as well. How do I support and sponsor business success by bringing in systems and processes to optimize our success with the people on the yeah. team? And I think that's that was kind of where I was trying to get with my really poorly made point about, no, no. about that. I think one of the things that sometimes HR and, you know, just generically gets saddled with is that HR doesn't understand the C-suite and vice versa, mm. right? And so, you know, if I'm an HR person and I'm listening here, I think, okay, yeah, maybe the C-suite, maybe upper management, they're just, you know, they've pegged me as being too employee friendly and not mm. getting it. Communicating with the C-suite, with other operational people, communicating and being able to communicate with them about these sorts of transitional issues. Yes. Again, that's the stuff they wake up in the morning thinking about and they go to bed thinking about as well. They're trained to be thinking about yes. this sort of strategic planning. It, it seems to me like if HR professionals were to be mm -hmm. able to converse and understand this and be able to converse with upper management along these lines, there might be a, some bridged communication gap and there might be some more respect mutually. Just an idea. Yes. Um, I mean, I would hope that, you know, always been kind of my thought and dream for all HR people that they're at the table with the business leaders. And that's the way that most HR professionals can be the most effective in that partnership, even if it's a stretch for them at times. If you look up ways to be more strategic, a lot of that is around what is our competition doing? How are things out in the marketplace impacting our business? And what does that mean? Well, first of all, what does that mean for our business? And then what people implications are there? And then as an HR professional, human capital leader, how do we sit at the table with the CEOs and the C-suite, um, the ownership teams to help them understand how to really fast track and not fast track necessarily in time, but in terms of effective, efficient changes that we need to make, transitions that we need to manage, how are we going to get to that new paradigm? And that's that ending neutral zone and new beginning again, kind of back to those three phases of a transition, being able to help the team, the leadership team really recognize where we're at, where we need to go, and what's going to be involved in that transition. I think it all fits really well together, Kevin, with what you're saying. And if you have that mindset as an HR leader, 
you'll have the opportunity, I'm convinced, to be able to add so much value in really helping companies to get to where they need to be to optimize talent and and take care of their people and, and grow the bottom line. Gwen, I think we could sit here and talk about this for for a long time, but your time is precious. You have so much to talk about and add to this conversation. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how do they find you? They can find me on uh, through our website, uh, www.gerkeyoungbauer.com or by emailing me at gwen at gerkeyoungbauer.com on LinkedIn as well. And I would really enjoy talking to your listeners if they've got an opportunity to connect. Well, that, that's great. I hope many of them do. Thank you so much, Gwen, for coming in uh, on the podcast. And thank you to the listeners as well. For more information on the My HR Genius Legal HR Program, visit myhrgenius.co or you're welcome to call me directly at 651-389-5007 or at kmosier at thompsonco.com. For more HR tips and advice and webinars, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And Gwen, thank you again so much for coming in today. My pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. See everybody soon. For more information on Thompson Co. and the My HR Genius program, please visit myhrgenius.co.